Thanks for having me back on the show. I appreciate it. Mariah Winter, welcome back for round two. I'm so happy to be here, man. You know, I don't feel like we covered enough last time, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good to be, you know, synchronized and in sync. Synchronicity plays a huge role in why we re-met up. <laughs> Yes, it does. We also did just produce a great video together. It's called What is Reality? You can watch that on our channel now. Go check that out. Oh, yeah. Be sure to put, uh, you know, some comments. We'd love to view those live. And, um, you know. Mm. You can add some body movements. Yeah, this is what everybody's going to be doing at the mm -hmm. holiday parties. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. 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 <laughs> look at this one. <laughs> Just moving it around up top. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, this is called Stomach, stomach Hands. hands. <laughs> yes, Stomach Hands. And you just... you were, This is fate. This arm is... So you take your arm out of the sleeve. It's great for kids. It's great for kids. <laughs> yeah. you And adults that know how to be free. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> This is infinity in yourself. How to infinity yourself. Yeah. And you just, you know, pump up and bring it down to enhance the effect. You can just do it like this, but, you know, I also like the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Stir the pot. See? Stomach hands. Ah. Holy cow. All right. Yeah. It's a funny, it's a funny one. It's, it's a, a good, good one. one. Here. Shall we? It's a little... Don't anybody be asking <laughs> any questions about my pre about my occupation, please. <laughs> we we had a, some comments about Mariah's. Yeah, about Mariah. Mariah. All right. Boom. All right. Stomach hands complete. Stomach hands. <laughs> Which is really it's one of the. Oh yeah, just that. Mm -hmm. It's one of the many ways to infinity yourself yeah there's that you know cartwheels um cartwheels dancing Somersaults, dancing we've d we while we were making the video today we took like two breaks to just kind of like beatbox and dance mm -hmm. and play and just you know be yeah it only took us six hours to do which was pretty impressive yeah, yeah. starting from scratch starting from scratch bare bones bare bones like prep Having an intention, but yes. ultimately yes. not having anything planned or prepped, but kind of seeing what was created from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that we wanted to make something around what is reality in a way that was relatable, in a way that got people excited or further inquired into what the nature of reality is, and maybe drove home a little bit of the feelings around self-realization around how we are god we are source we are infinity expressing itself and how the more that we recognize that we share our our being you know that is love and then there's never you don't you, you can never have the tendency come to ever cause any harm onto another because it's actually the self so there's incredibly important um moral upgrades that occur from this realization 
-hmm. Also, it's it's um anything that gets you to ask any type of bigger questions, whether that be what is reality or just, you know, where do I come from? Who am I? Anything that can inspire that. Because as I had just seen a TED talk that you did, however, what? Two years ago. Yeah, yep. two years ago. And, you know, the end of it was something along the lines of like ask bigger questions to get your breakthrough yeah. and yeah, yeah anything and i totally agree with that you know it takes questions that are bigger to be able to break through with you know next level yourself next level and not in like a success way but just like consciousness way in a living way and yeah it kind of helps gear toward the bigger questions yeah. whether that's what is reality or whatever it might be yeah mm -hmm. questions that go beyond the veil of the separate self and the veil of the ego, the veil of the economic machinery and the 40 hour work weeks and the money and the stress and the illusions of the matrix subscriptions and the questions that normally get people to slowly pierce that veil go something along the lines of they follow a line of inquiry around that those two words know thyself that delphic maxim and most people still today especially in the modern world wonder what that means in a sort of self-actualization style of you know who am i and what is my purpose here and that's great and it usually also leads to people undergoing some sort of in query into the nature of their own awareness or consciousness, which then they recognize is that infinite eternal bliss peace that has been here before that will be here in the future, eternally exploring its creations. And then that realization is usually what anchors people in infinity, it infinities themselves. And then it makes it so that the all of the matrix subscriptions just fade away and like the unfollows just naturally happen and it's it's quite freeing it kind of plays off of that first episode that we did together in many ways if you want to free yourself know yourself as god know yourself as source know yourself as the one infinite creator and that's the best recipe for sovereignty and freedom mm-hmm and like you said like the knowing that the others are also you there's a there's a thing with like uh, cancer cells what it, cancer cells are actually cells that don't realize that they're a part of the body and it's funny like I, I i might be butchering this whole analogy and what this is actually about because i tried to re-listen to this multiple times to understand it but cancer cells are actually they don't realize they're a part of it and don't know how to receive help from the part of the body so what they do is they try to i can't remember if they like they they themselves just they break apart or they die i don't remember but it's it's because they're such an isolated cell and not realizing that they're connected to a bigger thing it's oh it's a very strong analogy what, what yeah. you're saying right now mm -hmm. you know we did that in that god's brain video we talked about tumors mm -hmm. and that's what you can think of as the neurons as like the humans that are undergoing pathology and that means usually being immersed in the separate self or the ego. And then what happens is that similarly with a cell is very similar with a human is the same depression and anxiety and anger and resentment and jealousy and all of the horrible shame and guilt and all those negative emotions 
are very similar to the pathology that develops in a cell in the way of mitochondrial dis dysfunction or the unraveling of the telomeres at the end of the DNA. Um, there's all types of cellular intracellular communication that dies out and that because of that process then you have what is typically thought of as you know we're still trying to figure this out but the way that you explained it is quite accurate from what i understand as well which is that the cancer cells themselves basically become parasitic inside of the body they there's a a deharmonization of this 30 trillion cells in the body and then these maybe thousand or ten thousand cancerous cells that have formed some sort of a of a cluster that are then the immune system tries to send out these t cells to go and hunt it down and try and kill it but it can't because the cancer cells do a really good job at disguising themselves i think is the process mm -hmm. and so it's kind of similar like the egoic levels of consciousness undergo a process of basically saying that there is no such thing as enlightenment or there is no such thing as me needing to undergo a process that makes me more harmonically be in service to other that type of thing and and especially if they're in people that are in positions of leadership mm -hmm. then we're really in that's most likely our most upstream malady that we face yeah. i like your analogy that that analogy is really good yeah i, I actually got that from uh zach bush who's like work I've i been love really... zach me too zach bush is really strong yeah and he's I've... a really good polymath actually he's pulled from a lot of different disciplines mm -hmm. and that's why he's speaks so well exactly yes and like i like that he's worked with people like with people like births and then also with at the end of like deaths, deaths yep, and like yep, yep. seeing that full spectrum but then he he's the one who did the analogy and you can just type in like zach bush cancer cells and it, it'll come up and he explains it far more eloquently than i have ingrained in my mind of how to regurgitate that but um i also just find it fascinating that the body itself is such it's almost like a replica of reality in its own way. You know, it's like how we have all of these things that work together to create, you know, what we're like life, like us being alive. And then if you zoom out from just us, you know, all of us are working together like all these little cells are. And if one person, you know, gets so isolated and then they, you know, they're so like, by themselves and they feel so disconnected you know and they you know heaven forbid they commit suicide that also mimics like a way of like how a cancer cell or just like a cell in the body would do cell death yeah so it's it's really fascinating to think like the more i start to look more into my own health and body how things inside mimic yes how things work outside i don't it's almost like your shirt yeah actually. yeah it's very much the as above so below perennial spiritual wisdom mm -hmm. yeah actually the analogy that we're refer we're referencing right now is probably one of the strongest ones which is to view the 8 billion humans and 10 million species on the planet as a single cell organism and that if you do that and you think of the all the different intracellular communication components 
you know, if the mitochondria of China is not communicating well with the ribosome of the USA, you're going to have pathology. And so we make these analogies all the time on the program, and we made them in high-level perception as well. And analogy has been argued to be the core of cognition, and it really is in many ways. Like, if you draw this analogy, it is super awakening and enriching. And if you think about it from a perspective of consciousness piercing the veil of reality and awakening to its own infinity, what happens is that in order to infinity yourself, you have to recognize that there's more to life than your ego. There's more to life than you being a separate self. Mm -hmm. And once you sort of get to that realization, which is usually catalyzed by suffering, mm -hmm. then your seeking impulse begins. And then your seeking impulse usually takes you on a journey. And some people get there in five years some people get there in 30 years some people don't get there in a lifetime some people undergo these sudden enlightenments when they're attending you know these teachers of non-duality and whatnot so there's very there's sort of a wide array of ways to infinity yourself but usually what happens is whether you have one of those light bulb moments a satori sometimes it it flickers, you know, it flickers, like enlightenment in a sense can flicker. And it sort of shines as, you know, being this kind of like centerless point of awareness. And like you are infinity expressing itself and you recognize yourself as that. But it's it's almost as though you kind of maybe ebb into like the onion layers and then you're like nope 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 i'm not those onion layers and you go right back and so then that's like you're rebaselining you're doing the repetitions in order for you to you know basically reside in Tao or reside in brahman reside in god reside in infinity and that that process is the most truest thing about us mm -hmm. the process of getting the light bulb to stay on is the most true thing about us Everything else is fun and it's also true and it's also play and it's also illusory, but we need to see it as illusory in the sense of it's not what it appears to be. There's not a multiplicity and diversity of objects and people and there's just one infinite creator expressing itself in this illusory fashion. And when we anchor that, there's just so many moral, spiritual, ethical, pragmatic well-being, even at the level of our biology, that just maximize our well-being and our, and our family's well-being and society's well-being, our friends' well-being, our coworkers' well-being. So super pragmatic aspects to infinitying yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Infinitying <laughs> yourself. Adding a whole other dimension to, <laughs> yeah, infinitying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there is something to be said, though, for, you know, when you aren't in the infinity mode of like being when you do feel disconnected, you know, and like that's a whole experience of the infinity experience, too. You yes, know? it and is. Like, yes, it is. That's something that really brings people together. It, but although you feel really alone in it, it's kind of like afterwards, after that, you have the moment of becoming together but it takes almost you retreating into yourself and being by yourself to then later on share that with other people that yes. experience to infinity that with them yes yeah and 
yeah the having that it's almost like having the experience of the physical while being here you know like yeah like the, the separateness yeah 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and that's that is what we're doing is you know we we undergo the process of forgetting which is the coolest part of infinity god's source is the fact that we get to veil ourselves mm-hmm. you know that veil of forgetting it's also uh called you know amnesia and the an amnesia is the remembering and it's fascinating because there's like that one creative component to source is so fascinating that it can veil itself mm-hmm. that it can create a illusory separation of itself because it wouldn't be any fun if you incarnated and knew you were one with everything it wouldn't yeah. make any sense you would, would, you'd be like why are we doing this <laughs> be like we could have just stayed at the wherever we started <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we could have yeah, just yeah. stayed in stores like yeah, i don't know yeah. why <laughs> the yeah. duality is perfect mm-hmm. it, it, the illusory duality is perfect it's like the most beautiful aspect to the creativity of infinity and i would also like to say that for people that are experiencing what know mariah is referring to and i am as well here that there's a there's a tendency to have a belief or a thought or an emotion or an opinion of some sort about suffering or ego or malevolence or depression or anxiety as something that is sometimes referred to as you know i can't get out of it there's Mm -hmm. that side of it then there's also the side of it that you know usually people that have transcended it then look back at it and say i see how it was in service Mm -hmm. to my awakening but in that moment for that person the best thing that that person can do is do their best to undergo the process that is with you all the time which is the perennial spiritual tradition of meditation and the breath in doing that process you create the pause and when you create the pause it gives you a higher more topological more macro level view on your life and you realize that you don't have to go to the next depressive thought but you can choose rather to go to the thought of peace or bliss or happiness or even just the thought of a song that you like is Mm -hmm. better than a depressive thought and so that sort of juxtaposition is a great first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think, you know, when those moments, because, you know, when people do become enlightened, they still have struggles and bad things happen and loss and all that. But, you know, realizing then it's like you can still feel those things and know that they're real, but observe as an observer be detached and not identify. Yep. And that's hugely important. And something is like, you know, negative feelings aren't necessarily like you have to avoid because that's a whole thing in itself but being able to feel it and just truly feel that and not wallow in it though and then observe it see where that's giving you value and adding to your overall story you know and sometimes that's harder certain times than others but that's a part of growing that's beautiful yeah that's a beautiful sort of second step is when you create that pause Mm -hmm. and then you move yourself more towards positive more creator or manifester consciousness away from victim consciousness what then is good to do is to recognize that every time that an 
emotion that is negative happens to you that the best way for you to handle that is to recognize how it serves your awakening Mm -hmm. and if you sort of allow that style of perception of the nature of your reality take over you'll recognize that every time something is happening like that that it's serving your evolution and your growth but then it really does disappear Mm-hmm. It just truly disappears. It's so fascinating. Like, even for even when you do get to these quote like states of enlightenment, when your light bulb is is permanently on and not flickering, that you don't even perceive the duality in the good or the bad. Exactly, and that's like that's sort of the. Mm-hmm. transcendent state of like the absolute perfection of every single moment of infinity expressing itself mm-hmm. but so then these are kind of like leaps like that's a quantum leap up from what we were talking about a moment ago with sort of the pause and the ego but you kind of become a ninja in a jedi wizard you can kind of navigate these levels of being at your will at a more fluid rate and you can sort of help engage with people at whatever level they're at mm-hmm. and that's kind of what that emotional intelligence or nunchi is kind of like yeah mm-hmm. that's why it's so important it's it's so deeply in service to us that seeking impulse that truth impulse that self-realization impulse it has so many well-being benefits it does it really it it's a total total process that's that's to be said and you know even depending on how strongly something's kind of pulling at you and what's happening it's so easy to be like i don't fucking understand like where the enlightenment's coming from what this is teaching me like you know you're holding on to how you thought something should have went so hard and you know not realizing that you don't also have like you can't ultimately Yes, you can create what you want, but being so held on to it and not surrendered is... No attachment. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it brings you back to being surrendered, those moments, because you get to a point where you are just faced with, like, I'm just hands up. Like, yeah, this is it. And then from there you see, you know, no attachment in a way, and then you can grow and start to become more of an observer. Yep of your things happening to you and nothing's good nor bad yep. observer and experiencer and yep yeah that's an advanced state so mm-hmm. there's like a there's a leap up from the pause and then there's the mm-hmm. the creator or manifestor consciousness desire the truth going towards that the balance of the no attachment the surrender as you do that and then sort of the recognition as you do that over and over and over and over again that you actually have this diamond necklace around your neck which is the bare pure empty awareness or as we reference to in our video what is reality it is the paper it's the paper that all of the words of experience are being written on and so then that is sort of this idea of like okay witness level consciousness observer level experiencer level consciousness and that's definitely Mm -hmm. that's definitely a huge level up and then there's sort of 
there's states of <clears throat> of where the entirety of the experiencer and experience becomes transcended in the sense it's just a moment to moment perfection and that's mm-hmm. just what's happening it's just a moment to moment perfection and then it's if you can kind of like take one more step from that moment to moment perfection and just basically infinity yourself at the absolute highest um then in a sense you're just one with that and that is you and you are it at the highest and it's 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 strange because you don't really want to like if you're like in the middle of like you're probably you're not quite like dissolving when you're like walking on the street because you have to be mindful of of people that are on the sidewalk and, and like, like crossing cars the street. and all you and know cars, yeah, safeties safety. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so like that's if you're on your own like couch at home or laying down in your bed yeah there are definitely these feelings of dissolving and it's fascinating but that essence of like knowing how to ebb from that into the physical so that you can actually fucking walk on the sidewalk without you know being oh i'm just you know non-dual while this car approaches me it's like <laughs> then you're about you, to be no dual no. <laughs> you're about to have none of that all that's gonna go away <laughs> kiss that shit goodbye <laughs> kiss that <laughs> you singularly in heaven or whatever i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the but, essence of the too high. We were referencing mm-hmm. that in our direct path number three video, which is that there's like a Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of modern day spiritual teachings, the old teachings of like the Buddha talk about the middle path, the middle way. Um, but a lot of the modern day teachers don't really talk about the difference between being too low teachers talk about which is basically staying in shadow work or mm-hmm. something like that that seems to be people's favorite shit is like staying in trauma and working on trauma and working on trauma yeah, and it's like bitch get past that yeah get you're to, done yeah you're done like there, move on it's yeah. so easy and addicting to stay there it is like and i was i can i was totally that person i feel like for like two years you know it's like let me like do the work let me i'm always doing the work like i'm doing you know what i have to be doing and like yes there is that component but at the same time you have to know that like you've researched you've done it now trust yourself and then go out and live yes you know and like live and carry that trust in your knowing with you but there's more to infinitying yourself than being stuck there yeah yeah, yeah. and you know it's so easy to get stuck in those little ruts of like self-help and uncover and the work and all that and there's that's the too low yeah and then now there's a too high which is the example that we just described a moment ago Mm -hmm. and you can say that there is no such thing and that it's just infinity expressing itself but if you really think about it a little bit deeper what you'll understand is that if you want to be a creative expression of infinity and you if you have the proclivity to have a of a an ex an expression of it that is able to potentially be in as much service to others as possible. You don't want to be non-dual when you're on the street and there's cars coming by. And 
<clears throat> well, you do, but you want to do it intelligently, and there's a way to do it too high, which there are many other examples of this. But so there's that sort of Goldilocks zone to sort of, mm -hmm. yeah, to just explain. When you wait, when you were saying about the Buddha middle path, yeah, the middle way. I'm not, I, I'm not familiar with Beautiful. that, and I guess I'm Beautiful. curious about it. Yeah, um, twenty five hundred years ago or so, um, Gautama Buddha was basically seeing that there was this polarity in people pursuing self-realization which was that there was the absolute ascetic mm -hmm. that would renounce everything including sometimes even their body mm. yeah oh and that's where they would and, burn themselves and, and all this type of shit yeah all this type of shit mm -hmm. and then there's the other pole which is to stay in the economic machine or the householder life yeah, and to not right. have any interest in what self-realization is. Mm -hmm. And so that's where he talked about the middle path or the middle way. And then it mm. now beyond that is modernity doesn't really have an understanding of what, you know, synthesis is, you know, Hegel and a lot of other world renowned philosophers talked about the, the thesis, the antithesis and the synthesis, but the, in general, the idea of being able to like synthesize the left and the right politically in the U.S. or science and spirituality or USA and China or Hollywood and L.A. Uh, and so sorry, Hollywood and L.A. and Silicon Valley in the Bay Area uh, or indigeneity and modernity. Right. There's all these different sort of false polarities that exist that you can synthesize but you have to know that there's a middle way to sort of grab the both the benefit of both and bring them mm -hmm. together and because there is a benefit to both being ascetic in the sense that you should learn how to not eat m&ms and go on to Pornhub every single night mm -hmm. you should also learn how to not be in a state where you think that there's absolutely nothing for you to do to become more infinite, mm -hmm. which is usually what the polls are, is that there's nothing for me to do, which is in a sense true, but it's still up to you to realize you are infinity. If you haven't realized that, but you just say it and you have no embodied non-dual awareness, you have no embodied infinite creation that's occurring, then you're just egoic level consciousness saying that there's nothing to seek. And then on the other pole is that there's the immersion into sensory pleasures was another aspect. It's not just mm -hmm. asceticism, but it's also sensory pleasures is the other aspect of this pole of the Buddha's middle way because there's an over immersion in, uh, in sensory pleasures or there's a immersion in asceticism. It's, it's this, and then the middle path between them is very much like the Goldilocks zone, which is kind of like where planet Earth is, right? Mm -hmm. Earth is in the Goldilocks zone, not too far away, not too close to the star. Also, your, you know, your, you have this, you have your, you know, your heart has this lub dub process, the systolic and diastolic, the, um, the lungs, the inhalation and the exhalation, the blood glucose, uh, yeah, and yeah. so there's all of these sorts of ways of viewing that the middle path or this idea of antithesis, uh, thesis, and synthesis is all over us. Mm -hmm. Poles being synthesized is all over us. Yeah. It's yeah, fascinating. Just like going back to the body thing, you know, it's like there's like a degree. I was even talking about this earlier. Like there's only like a certain degree 
that we can stay in within our body that's either healthy or sick and that's you know a middle path as well and that's but that's like more of a detrimental middle path and you know there's things to be said about balance and then learning that you know and there's times where being out of balance helps you get learn to be back in balance and i totally yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 when we pendulum swing over into a pole Mm -hmm. and then if you know which is usually what you know, everyone is doing their own unique expression of infinity, but a lot of people don't even know that that's what's happening so that they're rooted in thinking that their pendulum swing is right. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you have like people that are obsessed with the two poles of politics in the USA. Exactly, and they're yeah. obsessed with thinking that they're right. And that's the exact thing that's holding you back from uncovering something that is much more deep and profound about your own true nature. Hmm. do you want it or not like do you want it or not you know that's what it is how how bad do you want to know your true nature because you're not an ego you're not a separate self Mm -hmm. you're not your name you're not your nationality you're not the child of your parents you're not the role and job that you have you're not how much money you have in your bank account you're not who your partner says you are or your friends say you are or what societies try to subscribe you to you're none of those things you're zero of those things you are an infinite creator that is expressing itself and to know that you are absolutely beautifully transcendent bliss peace eternity infinity is to basically rebaseline yourself to feeling that every moment of every day rather mm-hmm. than feeling separate self, ego, depression, anxiety, yeah. list all negative emotions here. And that's always trying to knock on your door. Like if it you're is. ignoring, it's always going to try to show up and sometimes just bombard you. Yes. <laughs> and that shows up in your circumstances to rebaseline you. Or, it, you know, it just even might get you curious one day of like, what is you know, you get to a point in your life where you don't feel like you're being fulfilled or you're just kind of like, what is this actually? Like, what is going on here? And beautiful. Yes. that's when yes. you start yes. to awaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that question. I think that question somehow managed to disappear more from modernity i don't know if this is true like in terms of i'm always interested in this stat but in terms of as a percentage of the population that is alive Mm -hmm. so you know if there were only you know a hundred million people alive a thousand years ago or whatever yeah that you know as a percentage of that amount of people how many people were curious about the nature of reality or the nature of consciousness or of their Mm, infinity yeah and then versus today yeah as a percentage of the population because if it's the same amount if that's like a if that's like a steady thing that'd Mm -hmm. be fascinating run through the pillows if it's if yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay if it's if it's something that has been increasing Mm -hmm. so if there's more people aware to that question then that's also fascinating if there's less that's fascinating and so i'm I'm really really curious about that and how people feel about what the answer to that is i think people think that you know they're that this type of 
these thoughts and these ideas have kind of only maybe happened within you know however like the last hundred years or whatever but they've been going on forever yeah it's like you know, four four thousand years yeah yeah you know and that's why people are trying to answer these questions through things like whether that's religion or you know whatever it might be and there was even this book i'd uh it's by like what is it the shortness of life mm. do you know that one Mm-mm. okay i can't remember who exactly it's written by but it was written by a greek scholar like back in like 1650 or something the shortness of life yeah on the okay. shortness of life and yeah. you know it oh, goes, you must ask the important questions right away yeah because yeah, it's fucking compound interest mm-hmm. that's what you get <laughs> if you ask when you're 12 you're going to get compound interest because by the time you're 25 you'll be enlightened mm-hmm. but if you ask when you're 60 you're pretty fucked yeah um so, and if you never ask, then, you know, good luck. You're going to spend your whole life like a ping pong ball yeah. in between suffering and anxiety and, and malevolence and drugs and depression. Yeah, all the same stuff. Yeah. So is that the general gist? Is like that compound interest on asking good questions early? Uh, in a way, like the, the book just kind of really, it. I mean, it, it, it's asking a lot of bigger questions, but it really emphasizes, you know, how little time you have and like what you know it's asking a lot of questions but it's so crazy just because it's written so long ago but it seems really contemporary and it's all it's a really short read i think it's like 60 to 90 pages but Great. Yeah. yeah it's it's something worth checking out uh because it's really written in a way that's like just like how would, i didn't think people were even thinking about this stuff back then you know and it's like it i'm not doing it justice <laughs> but it's uh it's it's worth like taking a look into as yeah. far as you know somebody getting curious and asking it's kind of like, intermission oh oh yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah this it's, is it's a good thing to bring for this mm-hmm. part of the conversation yeah because i love this whole analogy <laughs> i i picked this up on alice's desk today and i was like oh look what you got all this rice and you should explain what this means and it's pretty it's pretty jarring to <laughs> to hear yeah i'm so grateful that you noticed it because it requires people of higher sensitivity to notice things like this because you know i have this little tiny travel size listerine bottle <laughs> and that you can get for like a dollar and then you just rip off the sticker and then you um, drain it or use it and then you fill it up and <laughs> you can hear that what, it's only halfway full too keep that in mind guys it's only yeah. halfway full what you see in there are grains of rice so what I did is I counted out a thousand grains of rice and I put them in here and it's only halfway full and what I use this for is I use this as a tool to illustrate to people the beauty of that illusory biological affinity that Mm -hmm. we have, which is you get about 82 years to live. That's why there's a thousand grains of rice because you have 30,000 days to live approximately. And that's going to be 30 days in a month. That's going to be a thousand grains of rice. So you have 1000 grains of rice, and each one of them is a month of your life that you're going to have to live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take these and the example that I usually do with people is I take these 
and I pour them out on a surface in front of them. And then I say, okay, so these are all the months that you have to live. And then I take usually like a card of some sort, and then I divide the whole pile of a thousand into three piles. And so you have one pile, which is sleep. So you're going to sleep for a third of your life. So that's a third of them are moved over to the side. Now you have this pile of two thirds left. Now imagine if you do something that you don't like for work. That means a third of that last pile of just two thirds is going to go to something that you don't like doing every day. Mm -hmm. That's fucking horrible. That means out of the 30,000 total days, you're going to spend somewhere probably less than 10,000 days doing things that you like. And that's really bad. So you should absolutely do everything in your possible space of existence to do what you love in that pile of work that you're going to spend a third of your life doing. Like for me, for example, with this show... Um, I, I, I've gotten to the point where 0% of this feels like work. Mm-hmm. 0%. Mm-hmm. This is completely merged into my expression of infinity. And I'm extremely grateful and blissful and peaceful because of, of that. Like if you, once you, if you have a dichotomy between work and life, do your best as soon as possible to do something that you love so much for work that you feel like you're in flow all the time and that there's no dichotomy anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Once is, that also takes you knowing, you know, who you truly are and getting to that space because then those, it will start unlocking so much more for you because if you think you know and you're kind of in this egoic thing, it was kind of like when I was doing music videos thinking like, okay, this is what I want to do. But then, like, I was hitting all these walls this year with it. And that's, you know, truth, source, just being like, this isn't actually you, though. Like, you want this for the wrong reasons. So then once as I switch, that's when it became, you know, more like, okay, this feels... And I started doing more, like, social media things and started my own YouTube channel. That's when that felt more flow. Mm. And it was starting to work out more and things were starting to open up. Mm. And... Yeah, that's where, you know, you if you think you want something and because I was totally convinced like this is my passion. This is it. This is what I want to do. Like I will do anything, you know, and then all the doors closed, like all of them. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess that's, you know, you kind of start thinking like, okay, what's what else can I do? You know, what other options? And that's when I made that hard turn into like, okay, I'm going to do my own YouTube channel and like start helping my friends with their social media stuff and whatever. And that started to unlock me to people that had more fulfillment in themselves and like doing things that they love and like, you know, work that they'd feel in flow with. And then you become in flow and then you start to see that flow. But if there's not flow, there's something that you're missing and you need to start answering little knocks, you know, it's, it's, that's your sign of, okay, maybe I need to take a hard turn here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the experiential wisdom that we gain from the process because then we reflect back, we recognize that whole trajectory, and then we try and shed this wisdom mm-hmm. and sort of help people, you know, kind of like in Pokemon, it's like the rare candy, you know, yeah. to like level yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, and 
and avoid these traps that are that are that are there and you're going to get these knocks like you say but one of these like critical things is that you, there's almost like it's in in right now scientifically it's sort of inexplicable which is that what is you know faith and intuition yeah and like you have to be really sensitive to faith and intuition to know about these knocks and to know about these opportunities and like your compass yeah yeah and that's a process in itself you know because when i before when i was thinking like i want to do music videos i was probably stoned like half the time you know so it's like obviously and there's like a time and place but you know cannabis is good for certain things but the way i was using it it wasn't for like beneficial reasons or whatever and that's when you know i'm drowning out all my noise i'm drowning out everything Mm. that's anything that could be talking to me or that i could be feeling and trying to get to know that language within myself i was completely disconnecting from you know because i was so attached to my idea of something that it's like i'm just gonna listen to my own voice and my own ego and not like anything outward from that, you know, that's might actually be my truth. That's just like knocking on my door like crazy because I wouldn't be acting the way or living the way that I am if there wasn't, you know, if it was true. So getting connected to that is a whole process. And there's probably going to be some like crazy shit that'll have to happen. And, yeah. you know, just some wake up calls. And if you can reach those wake up calls without, yeah suffering god bless you <laughs> like, yes, yes, that's, that's yes. great but um yeah getting in touch with that language of truth and knowing yours is a whole yeah and i especially because the word faith in a sense has a lot of fascinating implication on the process of not only that self-actualization and that expression of infinity that you're doing mm-hmm or that you're expressing, but also on the faith in self-realization because there's sort of these steps that we undergo, which are, they're not exactly places that rationality and logic reside, reside yeah. or that, that, that they can attain even mm-hmm. um, true embodied knowledge which is Veda or Gnostic, Mm -hmm. to be that, you need to take what's called like a supra-rational or beyond rational, a more faithful, intuitive Mm -hmm. landing in infinity. Like that, that, that last sort of notch into, oh, shit. Okay, bare, pure, empty awareness is infinite and eternal. Mm-hmm. rationality in science is going to take a while. It could because, you know, Sir Roger Penrose, who won the Nobel Prize in physics in 2020, he believes in cyclic cosmology. So even the cutting edge of science mm-hmm. is now starting to be like, oh, shit, all these perennial spiritual wisdoms with the Ouroboros snake eating its tail thing. Holy fuck. That's it's probably true. Yeah. And so and so now there's even science is beginning to be like, OK, fine. Like maybe this awareness or this consciousness, it's soon I really, I have a strong feeling that like 2020s, 2030s are going to be extremely awakening because we're going to recognize that it is that bare paper that Mm -hmm. is having all of these beautiful words being articulated and expressed and that 
that that paper is eternal, it's infinite, and its nature is bliss, peace. That's why Sat Chit Ananda means existence, consciousness, bliss. Because that is what you really truly are. Not one minute of bliss every day, but 24 hours of bliss every day. Can you imagine if out of this, right, if you only have even like hour of bliss a day which is Mm -hmm. a stretch for a lot of people but if you only have an hour of bliss peace like how many times during the day today did you and i while we were creating the video did we basically take moments to just literally recognize how blissful and peaceful our existence was and how what our co-creation was Mm -hmm. and how cool it was to just be alive and just be like going on through the process of witnessing and experiencing this all and like that's really living Exactly. Getting to that point is infinity expressing itself. It's freeing yourself. And like, I couldn't imagine like if, you know, back like literally completely different reality, like whoever Alan was, Mm -hmm. dude, I don't fucking know that guy. (laughs) I just straight up don't know that guy. Mm -hmm. Like he is nowhere near what I am right now. Yeah. Like that was some completely different human being that Mm -hmm. was egoic that was constrained in a focal point of existence that was especially before I had attended any of the the meditation retreats that I went on was a slave to craving and aversion and suffering and then you know when you sort of rebaseline yourself away from one minute of peace every day to one hour of peace every day, five hours of peace mm-hmm. every day, and then you self-realize and you become that infinite bliss peace, then like that is perfection. That mm-hmm. is what this is inherently. And so, you know, you don't want to spend this limited time suffering. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like living in a way that you think, I think a lot of the, like anxiety and just, you know, things that don't feel like why people don't feel good in their life is because they're not living their truth and they're living what other people think that they should. And one thing I heard somebody say was if you feel anxiety, who are you trying to please? Because usually there's like an element of you're trying to please somebody else or a group of people and Mm -hmm. you're anxious about, but if you were doing what you actually wanted and trying to please yourself, then you wouldn't really feel that type of thing and that's like getting more in touch with like your truth and what you should do you know like not should do but you know what (coughs) what sort like everybody being connected and you realizing like your purpose within that you know you okay yeah yeah, okay we can take a yeah we can take a a child session the old shit (laughs) oh i completely (laughs) forgot i will not let us forget the borat uh i think uh you were coughing it is not covid uh it's uh, more like water this is this is uh that's funny (laughs) i completely forgot about this we were doing this before we started okay let's see here we make very good video uh, today. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. You must watch the video. Watch the video. Leave comment, please. Yeah, leave a comment. Uh, make the family uh, very good. Uh, sister in cage go, yes, yes, when she sees it. <laughs> <laughs> she sees it. It is so 
people at home in video. It is great. It is great. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> We make all countries around the world very proud of us. Yes. U.S. Day. U.S. Day. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Big country in video. Yeah, big country <laughs> in video. <laughs> Bangladesh. Oh. We live here in little Bangladesh <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's the, very nice, and they have very good food, and uh, very smart people, and, <laughs> and they contribute lots of stock footage oh to our yeah. <laughs> video. In the comments, uh, <laughs> are so great on video. We have Jesus Christ making appearance in comments. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> We have <clears throat> in within these. Uh, <laughs> Already early comments on video. We will we will quickly refresh. <laughs> A quick uh, oh yes. Okay. What? So. Wow, we will. What we have for you here is we have the uh, <clears throat> this is the YouTube studio, so you can <laughs> see all of our comments oh. that we are getting across videos. Yes, lots of very subscribers, oh, lots of yes, viewers. Yes. It's very good. Very nice. Very nice. nice yeah. More advertising revenue. <laughs> <laughs> so we make more videos. Yo, more video. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It gets hard. You get confused at how to talk like that for a long time. I give so many props to Sasha Baron Cohen because so I good. I got lost He's so good. in my. He's genius. He's yeah. genius. Him and Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Yes, and they're they're just geniuses, and um, mm -hmm. we have to respect Charlie Chaplin. We have to respect the fact that that they know how to do that, and um, and yeah, we've had a good amount of. <clears throat> Of of uh, of people that have uh, enjoyed some of our. Um, I'm seeing hearts. Yeah, and there's we and there, there's some uh, <laughs> of that <clears throat> comment about <clears throat> Christ that you <laughs> that you were mentioning, which is funny. But there's Borat. There's <clears throat> let's see what else can we do. That's a fun one. Um, in terms of I like we, we did stomach hands. <laughs> I know we did stomach hands. That was good. <laughs> But is there another sort of um, familiar like personality? We can try and play the like the what is reality character that channel through when I was on five grams of psilocybin. <laughs> Yo, what was that? What is <laughs> reality? Oh, yeah. What is it? What is it? <laughs> oh, that when you made that video, you were on. Nice. Okay, that explains. I was not on psilocybin. psilocybin. <laughs> oh no, that, that was no. after. That character, I'm saying that the character mm -hmm. of the what is reality? Oh, yeah. What is it? What, what is it? You know, that character channeled through while I was on the heroic dose of psilocybin. So I was literally mm. holding. So I'm literally laying in. I'm, I'm laying in bed undergoing this heroic dose. I'm holding these mudras. Were right? you by yourself? Yeah, I'm by myself. Wow, in okay. darkness. It's beautiful. Wow. It's okay. like such an incredible experience. It's like mm -hmm. unbelievably incredible and awakening. I'm holding these mudras, right? These gestures that sort of enable the sort of the communication of the field mm -hmm. to really sink in to the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I'm just getting like, how do you compress? This is what was coming through. It was like, how do you compress the question in a way that 
leverages the comedic characterization of like infinity expressing itself in ways that are eccentric and non-normal in society and so Mm -hmm. like you know what is reality you know and there's like all these different ways to do that and it's only three fucking words and it's literally the title of the video we just published today (laughs) exactly and that's why because Mm -hmm. three words and you know you can also ask yourself the question what is i Mm mm-hmm that's another way to sort of get yourself baselined more towards self-realization. Exactly. What is I? Not who am I, not what am I, but who is the I? Mm-hmm. What is the I truly? And so <clears throat> uh, now within also, I just want to say this, that there's a supreme intelligence mm-hmm. that is located within fungi, mycelium, psilocybin on our planet. They have intelligence of a billion plus years. They have the incredible symbiotic capacity with 95% of plants to do a two-way resource exchange underground through mycorrhizal networks, Mm -hmm. right? So that was a big part of high-level perception. Mm -hmm. And you think about it, you're like, what? Like 95% of plants use mycelium, fungi, in order to gain nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, water, these nutrients and then they as they make sugar from photosynthesis give it to fungi mm-hmm. and you're like dude it's like nature's wi-fi is what they it's call like it nature's wi-fi it's mm-hmm. and you know paul stamets also calls it the neurological network of nature mm-hmm. so it's crazy that this intelligence is basically first of all is illegal mm-hmm. in modern places which is yeah, understandably so to some certain extents, understandable, but also um, the allowing consciousness to undergo process. And by the way, stoned ape hypothesis is very fascinating that we actually evolved six million years ago from chimps thanks to this process. So anyway, another important aspect to this process is that what happens, you have to have a conceptual map of what to do. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. This takes us to what we were talking about earlier in the episode, which is the idea that if that seeking impulse is the truest thing about you, is Mm -hmm. to pierce the veil of forgetting and recognize yourself as the one infinite creator. If that is the truest thing about you, the next question would be, if you've recognized that you want to go on said journey, what is the quickest path? for you to go on that journey. So not 30 years, not 60 years, not 30 years, not 20, not 10, not even five. It took me probably about five years of true dedication to truth, nonstop, Mm -hmm. like a full-time job for it to really yield like in the last two weeks for me. And so how can you get there in three years or two years or one year? And I think what we can do is we can disseminate videos like the direct path teachings that we've been doing for the last, you know, week plus now. And 
sort of beyond that is if you recognize that your concepts, we talked about this in our first episode together on Free Yourself. You can find the link for that in the bio. Highly recommend watching that. We talked about what's called, we were calling this temporarily like a diamond framework, right? Mm -hmm. This sort of lattice work of your core concepts, like 10 chapters, Mm -hmm. pick what each chapter is called and put up these like visual graphics of what goes under each chapter for what is your core values, what you find most valuable or meaningful. And so in high level perception, you saw one of them was consciousness for me and another one was infinity and that kind of stuff. So you can pick what yours are and Mariah can pick what hers are and et cetera. So everyone can pick what theirs is. But your that sort of conceptual lattice work or framework is exactly what needs to be, quote, visualized and then augmented by the most efficient paths to self-realization. So if you're like the reason why I got what I got in the last two weeks has a lot to do with the fact that I dedicated myself relentlessly to truth and hung up a bunch of different concepts into my framework of understandings that then were able to sort of, as I kept learning more and more, things really started clicking at higher levels and synthesizing. But that wouldn't have happened if I had not read those thoughts before. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Wadat al-Wujud, which means the unity of all being, the unity of all existence is a mm-hmm. Sufi metaphysic term. I had been using that for a year. I'd been using that term. And I understood it as the unity of all being, unity of all existence. And then I read William Chittick's piece in the Ibn Arabi Society. And that literally happened to me two weeks ago. And I read his piece about what Wadat al-Wujud means. He's one of the most prominent uh, interpreters of the Sufi metaphysics on the whole planet. And this guy says that it's not the unity of all being in existence. It's the unity of all finding. Mm. And that Mm. means it's 8 billion people collectively undergoing their own unique processes of piercing the veil and finding themselves as the one infinite creator. Mm -hmm. And so I literally got into, I started, I started, my nervous system went into shock. I started getting in, I was on that couch. I got into a fetal position and I started having a panic attack. And um, because it finally clicked for me, mm-hmm. I had never thought of that before. But the only reason I got there was because I had visualized all these things, both scientifically and spiritually. I had hung all these things up in the lattice work. So in order for you to self-realize faster, in a sense, you do. You should undergo a process of like listening. There's like a two-hour summary of the Tao Te Ching available on, on like Amazon's Audible. Mm-hmm. And uh, like... You should have that in your lattice work. You know, you should have people like Rumi in your lattice work. You know, he compresses into like one or two lines, like the profundity of, of the universe. How many times did I read the sentence, his poem? You go from room to room looking for the diamond necklace that is already around your neck. I probably read that maybe a dozen, two dozen times in the last year, let's mm-hmm. say. And I never understood it until you know, like 10 days ago, two weeks ago. That was the first time I understood it. So you can literally look at a concept and hang it up in your lattice work. And not fully fully understand it. Yeah. Truly understand it. And then when you do hit those moments, guess what happens? It clicks in because you have that concept ready to go. Mm -hmm. But you have to have had the study period to add it to there in order for these things to click. So we have to make sort of the path that is 
most optimal for people, at least in terms of seeing the entirety of the buffet and the landscape, and then being able to pick the things that have the most signal for them to drill all the way to water towards self-realization. It's a profoundly important aspect to you know, what my expression of infinity is mm-hmm. to help with that. That's why we have all these direct path videos now because exactly. it's such a sort of like a like a faster way to recognize that the, the paper thing like this shit is fucking simple dude yeah if i had somebody doing this for me like even five years ago or fuck 10 years ago in high school in middle school if mm-hmm. somebody was telling me this shit in middle school yeah i would be way better off today and mm-hmm. everyone would be way better off today if we understood that we shared the blank paper of awareness and then now we're all getting our awareness colored by the words. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, it's fun. The direct path is great because it does help direct people. But also, like you said, you read that roomy thing like a dozen times for it to sink in. So it does help people get there, but it might take them like a dozen times to, you know, like watch that and let it sink in and then be like, Oh, but what's cool is you do help, you know, that's a part of their learning and offering that is amazing, you know, because for them, they might have to also then before that read, you know, like a part of a Tao Te Ching or something else and having those other realizations first to then help them get to their more direct path, you know, but being a part of even like a ring in the ladder for that for somebody is really beautiful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the most, in a sense, it's the most meaningful thing that we can do. Yeah. The most meaningful we can do is be in true, genuine, authentic service to others. And <clears throat> that I also want to say that the examples with people like Ramana Maharshi, that's another example. You'd literally like read about Ramana Maharshi, read his works, read the way that he taught, uh, practice it, experientially practice it try and understand what the difference is between the I thought and Mm -hmm. the I am or the I, I, and you would just read that over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over and over and over again. And you'd be like, I'm getting somewhere like yeah. with this process mm-hmm. and, and and then you have it up in the lattice work mm-hmm. and, it, and then that's when, you know, it's mixing with all the other things in your, in your seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then that's when, you know, you get these moments of these light flickers of piercing the veil because you've had those concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they will happen at your divine timing of they when do. they that, do. Yeah. And they then do. it, helps you to then get to your next veil piercing with whatever concept that may be, you know, that'll send you into that same reaction of like, whoa, you know, and that's, that'll, it just keeps happening and happening and happening. But any way that you can use those experiences Uh, to help other people, you know, reach that, that's, that's beautiful. And that's giving so many people value and freedom and helping them to infinity themselves really yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's the entire purpose yeah because your infinity infinities everybody exactly Mm -hmm. that's a great way to put it yeah yeah Yeah, once you reach god Mm -hmm. once the journey to god ends the journey in god begins Mm -hmm. rupert spira has been doing an incredible job at passing along the direct path teachings of the advaita vedanta tradition and he's also well versed in the sufi metaphysics but The notion that you 
have the seeking impulse, the notion that once you pierce the veil, the light bulb stays on of being, you know, you're re- now you're residing in God. You're mm-hmm. residing in source. You are that. You are infinity. Now, the way that infinity butterfly affects out is A, of the highest morality possible, always in genuine, authentic service to others, but also balancing their love with wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to know when to take a step back gracefully, that type of stuff. So not be overzealous and like martyrdom with love, <clears throat> which is where a lot of people are at with sort of the kind of like uh, a little bit of like the social justice warrior and a little bit of like the uh, Black Lives Matter and a little bit of like the circling culture where we all have to sit and sort of listen to every single person talk about their emotions for an hour mm-hmm. and like... uh yeah. Anyway, so we're not we're not going to unpack that because it serves a very specific point of consciousness mm-hmm. evolution. It does, and it's fascinating because I've been there doing that in the stage of like plurality, and then the stage of like mm-hmm. listening to somebody with an ego talk for an hour or two hours and just be there, being sensitive and empathizing with them. Um, but uh, we also recognize that there are states beyond that and that we need to move towards those states beyond that and not ruminate there. So anyway, now when your infinity butterflying affecting out that essence, what's happening is you're awakening other infinities in people. People are recognizing themselves as that one infinite creator. And it's gorgeous because there's nothing cooler to do. And by the way, I've said this on one of the direct path videos is just that I would have never considered ever Mm -hmm. doing this before it was naturally there screaming, Mm -hmm. do this Yeah, because I didn't get it up until this point, up until two weeks ago, I did not understand the nature of reality period. I just, Mm -hmm. I understood it somewhat, somewhat. Like conceptually, I understood non-duality. Conceptually, I understood unity. Mm -hmm. Conceptually, I understood the nature of consciousness. Conceptually, not anchored experientially in my most raw essence of understanding the diamond necklace already around my neck and the infinity and eternity and bliss piece of that. So as soon as that landed, that was my moment. That was my Satori. And now I'm, you know, I'm rebaselining more and more to keep the light on. But the idea is that now... It just came through. It was just like, oh my gosh, you now understand how to pass along the direct path for people. Mm -hmm. You spent five years relentlessly pursuing truth with your soul so that it would yield so that now you're able to communicate to other people the direct way to self-realization. And so, you know, that's my role. I have a strong relationship with my higher self that I'm constantly working with that is communicating with me a understanding that my whole essence, like my soul angle, if you will, is to literally come to planets while they are at these extremely pivotal point in their evolution where they're evolving from ego to mm-hmm the service to others, to the stage of love and wisdom and unity. And that my role is to come and 
as quickly as possible, pierce the veil. That is my exact soul angle role. Come in, basically survey the landscape of knowledge of that planet, parse for the most signal about how to self-realize, relentlessly go to that process unbelievably as quickly as possible. And I think I, I, I was having this like intuitive you know, feeling with the higher self. And it was like, I'm curious if I, if I beat my high score. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I did in many ways. Like 28 is a pretty solid like age to have hit like Satori of recognition of the one infinite creator. And so I want to get Gen Z and Generation Alpha. I want to get them here when they're 12. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is kind of like, you know, that's what that's what because that's sort of like they're incarnating to get us to not only like, quote, fourth density, love level consciousness in service to other level consciousness, but they're also here to get us into a state of balancing that out with wisdom and then living in a state of perpetual unity. Mm-hmm. And so in sort of recognizing where our next couple of decades are going with these young portals of consciousness that have been come into this experience that they're to understand what their role is Mm -hmm. in that sort of love, wisdom, unity, light work makes it all the more clear what we right now can be doing to optimize for the flourishing. So that's what it's just fascinating how it just comes. And I mean, it's kind of similar with you too, in a sense, like, you know, you know that once you've made the pivot into doing your own creative work across your platforms, Mm -hmm. it's become so clear the level of well-being that you have now Mm -hmm. in a sense you are in a deeper more true relationship with your higher self of what your true soul essence is yes definitely and you know it it might not i think for different people you know their way of connecting with that comes out different you know you yours comes out in wanting to share your experience of trying to figure that out for like people, you know, and that's like your thing is like, let me figure this out for people to then help give them maybe like a perspective that will awaken them to something, you know, and for other people, it's like, oh, okay, I had that realization, but I also, you know, like maybe for me, you know, it's like, I also like creating the content I do that you know it's it's just serving in the sense of like it's feel good there's some you know information takeaways but it you know and i kind of leave people to ask their own questions you know but it does serve in a way of like it gives them an experience within this reality because at the end of the day everybody's going to be on their journey and asking these questions and it's great that you want to contribute to something so personal to people yeah you know and so personal to their experience and how they might define their realities and who they are where mine is more contributing to an experience of like what i create you know is like contributing to experience of 
feel good and you know like getting more in touch with your body and health and, yeah. and yeah. that's like you know all of that critical. serves critical mission critical really yeah. mission mm-hmm. critical because it all serves that process that's it does it does yeah the same person that comes and watches some direct path content is the same mm-hmm. person that wonders well what is the actual benefits of consuming carrots? Yeah, you know, exactly. Which we went through today. Yeah. Or even, for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just watching like just a sillier video just to laugh, you know, and like experience yes, yes. like a play part of life, you know, and yeah, also like, right. yeah. you know, there are times when you do need to ask those bigger questions and really sit down and be more still with yourself. But there's other times where you just need to, ex- you know, experience goodness and fun (laughs) and you know offering that and sharing that with people is really where you know that comes out for me but it it's great to be able to be in these spaces to create those things and then be in flow and meet up with people and then co-create with them like you know i come from like a video director background i'm doing these videos and then today we got to make this what is reality video and that's a co-creation of you and me like me with visual more heavy and then you coming in with the bigger questions and more directed content so that's where those co-creations happen and it's really cool to see that you know it's like all these different things can reside in the same space yes and you know that's where the book gets written all together yes yeah yes Mm -hmm. playing on what we were communicating in the what is reality video Mm -hmm. because to view each one of these individual, the link to that video, what is reality is in the bio below. Highly recommend watching it. It's only, it's like, it's less two, than two minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like to realize that, okay, so each one of us are the blank, infinite, empty, pure, bare awareness. And that each one of us is like this page that gets its own unique experience of words. And then, what happens is you stack these pages one after the other as Mariah and Atlas and all these illusory diversity names that we stack one after the other and you stack them and you stack them and then you sew them together into a book. Mm -hmm. And that's what planet earth is. Exactly. And what we have in common is the fact that we are all pages, Yes. but our writing and words are unique and different. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I like how you also mentioned how the, in a sense, like the writing that's on, you know, Mariah's page has a lot of writing that's also like synergistic with At- Atlas's page. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I literally can't even refer to myself as Atlas anymore. I seriously can't. Like, oh, that's, is it now like, Alan? No, I can rebirth. No, no, I no. You. It's, it's oh, okay. you can call me non-dual awareness or some <laughs> shit. You can yeah. call me infinity. You know, I don't even know what anymore. Uh, like, yeah, you I'll literally... just rename you on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Infinity's calling. Yeah, yeah. yeah Infinity's calling. I, I have to take I this. I can't believe that car brand got the yeah. that got the domain and shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, we should. We need to steal that back for enlightenment yeah. purposes. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'm completely serious. Like I can't even call myself Atlas. I'm serious. Um, but yeah. So like these words sort of work together across pages, which is what then the idea of making the what is reality video happen together. Mm-hmm. Certain people like another way to think about this is if you've ever tried to um if you've ever tried to take information that's on a on a windows operating system and open it up on the mac <laughs> <laughs> operating system 
<laughs> Where are you going to go with this? Yeah. Okay, so wait. If you take Windows things and you open it on a Mac, then... You, you can't because the formatting is different. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the point. There's one format. I uh-huh. believe it's XFAT. Mm-hmm. That enables you to open the file across both. Got it. And okay. so, and mm-hmm. so, in a sense, you want to be that file format. You want to be X fat. X. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be. Whatever. Yeah. No. 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 I. I like it. It's I just like, like the... it's like N NFTS for Windows and then HFS or HCS for for Mac and mm-hmm. yeah, the idea is that those two can't open across each mm-hmm. other, but if it's formatted as XFAT, then it can be opened across both. And so if you're like Joseph in the coat of many colors in the Judeo Christian tradition, um, or Abrahamic tradition, what happens is you're able to engage with people that are formatted on windows, engage with people formatted yeah. on Mac mm-hmm. and you can sort of easily chameleon consciousness your way around the whole rung from egoic to enlightened Mm -hmm. states of of being and so i would say that if you have in a sense uh awakened yourself to a degree where the writing on the page is of a joseph in the coat of many colors style expression then it's really easy in a sense for me to kind of vibe in with you create that you know piece of content but i can't you know vibe in even though i can navigate the spaces of the ego i distance myself that's quote the fifth mm-hmm. that's quote fifth density consciousness which is wisdom yeah. well yeah. it's like you don't reside there but you do have to go to those spaces and speak that language in order to help bring that vibration up to where you reside you know yes and just also to be clear technically it's not like you have to go there it's more it's more like um it's more like naturally the evolutionary vibratory ascension process makes it so that ego is absolutely dissolved and that Mm -hmm. it not absolutely across all creation designs it's not across some creation designs the service to self frequency beats the service to other frequency and then that becomes a hell planet Mm -hmm. in many ways and so the idea that ours is moving more towards service to other and the idea that you can sort of gracefully distance yourself politely and peacefully and graciously away from a level of a go consciousness is beautiful but like you also describe it's also nice because if somebody is having an egoic flare-up if you can gracefully be that oceanic kind of infinite like in terms mm-hmm. of like flick over a little bit of like a water bucket onto their egoic flame mm-hmm. um you actually can whoosh, mm-hmm. um cause their ego to sort of calm down and maybe even for the person to recognize that what the fuck was that i don't want to be that i don't want to be that depressed or angry i don't want to be yelling right now exactly and so then that's sort of the beauty but don't get trapped in the martyrdom of i have to go and be that everywhere always yeah um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well yeah yeah that's sort of um if the for those that are interested in in specifically what um both myself and um bentinho massaro uh think are the sort of most um highest level disseminations of what 
uh, the nature of reality is. It's kind of like it's it's in a sense it's like a PhD in metaphysics if you give it a read. Um, it's called the Law of One. Mm. Actually, I <clears throat> the only the only other two tabs that I have open on my computer right now are the Law of One and Non-Dualism. <laughs> Of course. Yes, that's just, a lie. Yeah, yeah, that's the life. Yeah. This is the life. This is life. <laughs> Non-duality okay, no. and law of oh, one. Yeah. Nothing else. Law of one. Only enlightenment uh, yeah. and infinity. Infinity yourself or nothing. This is very nice. This is very nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I highly recommend checking this out. It's just law of one dot info, and um, it's an absolutely incredible explanation of the sorts of densities of the evolution of consciousness and the infinity of the nature of our awareness and what's occurring. And you very much clearly see, again, the, this is brought to us by a six density social memory complex that is transmitting it to us, channeling it to us through, um, in this case, is Carlo Ruckert. And so it's really profound in the sense that it is an evolutionary stage that that you you become more of a social memory complex once you get to this fourth density of consciousness, this more service to other love state of consciousness, because there's no more dishonesty. There's no mm -hmm. more fear. There's no more hatred, no more malevolence, no more you see the self in the other very clearly. And so it's a, it becomes a social memory complex, like a collective consciousness. And so what happens is that, that Ra had already underwent that process and at a sixth density level, teaching us about what these uh, metaphysics of consciousness truly are and the metaphysics of the one infinite creator that we are and how we sort of use the process of awareness and consciousness to undergo the explorations and expressions that we're doing in these different creation designs. And so go and check it out. It's, it's extremely strong and um, there's a really strong synthesis also right here. Um, it's actually just called the, the synopsis right here. It's just a, uh, Right there, some fundamental ideas from the Law of One material. Yeah. Go and check that out. So, yeah. So, yeah. What? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Do like, it. Do it. Check it out. <laughs> check it yeah. out. Check it out. And check out the, um, the stomach hands. Oh, yeah. Everybody try stomach hands, especially do it for children. Or actually, no, just do it for everybody. It's not even. Yeah. Yes. It's like. Eight. Oh, it's like, what's coming through there? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> now it just looks like it's turning into something different. Now it just looks like... Um, um, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a cat, you know? Oh, yeah, no, that's... Oh. I just changed that mic screen. ASMR. The mic windscreen. So you're good to... I just changed the mic once. Yeah, it's important. I feel mm. like uh, it's this ASMRing you guys. What does that mean again? It's where you talk really close to the mic. I don't know what ASMR stands for. Should we look it up? Let's yeah, and then, but I know you like make sounds at a microphone, and it's like 
Autonomous sensory meridian response? No. Uh, I mean, that's probably what it actually means, but it's like... Maybe like scratch. Oh, it is. YouTube videos of people whispering? Yeah, yeah, you like whisper in the mic. Oh, watch stimulating videos. Oh. And it's supposed to create a crazy experience when you do it really close oh, to the microphone. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I see, I, I see. Think for, sure, for sure. ASMR episode. <laughs> Did you already do one? Not yet, but I want to. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I want to <laughs> do an act like ASMR cooking. If you kind of speak to people really seductively and sensually, like, I want you. I want to get you enlightened. I want to enlighten you. <laughs> Let me in your consciousness. <laughs> yeah, see, the ASMR enlightenment is so great. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting, actually. It's like, evolve to the fourth density. <laughs> Service to others. Service is so hot. Service is hot, baby. <laughs> it makes me so horny. <laughs> you can subscribe to Simulations Only Fans. Where, where I talk about enlightenment while rubbing my nipples. <laughs> can't mix you know that's that's some co-creation right there yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. it's hilarious it's like um you can get the direct path teachings on youtube <laughs> you can also get more, more of a direct path <laughs> on only fans <laughs> that is the ultimate direct that's once you skip a few the ones who want to get there in two years instead of five <laughs> Only fans is the best way to go. <laughs> Jeez. That's ridiculous. Could you believe that? Like yeah. I, I yeah, that's something so strange. It's like you have to figure out this balance between like creating a paywall on content. For me it's strange. Like yeah, I've I've never it's... made a paywall on content and I never plan to. And I know people that do that are enlightened, which is fascinating. They do. And then sort of the reasoning mechanism is that there's there's several. Mm -hmm. One of them is that when people pay in mm -hmm. for higher access to value, what happens is they almost take it more seriously. That's true. Which yeah. is fascinating. There's that. Mm -hmm. And then two is the fact that when they contribute to you monthly, you take all of that money and you just reinvest it in your ability to make even better content exactly. which i think is such a fascinating thing so it's something that i don't i don't know if i'm being just a little too um i think i'm gonna maybe try and dabble in both in 2021 and beyond we're already yeah. making curricula that we're gonna be kind of expressing some for for free and then some it's like a freemium model on it and i think that's kind of interesting due to those exact reasons that i mentioned a moment ago mm-hmm People take it more seriously mm -hmm. and also uh, the scaling of what you're doing based on the finances that you get from that process. But also, I would be interested in how many people don't get access to the teachings because they're paywalled, because they can't afford it. That would be something interesting. That's the one thing that's really making it, for me, that makes it so that I want to continue Mm -hmm. They can get a uh, one of the things that you can do is you can make scholarships, which is when you say if you can't afford this teaching, mm. email us directly 
give us a little bit about yourself mm -hmm. and then we'll gladly give you a membership yeah exactly stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah no that that's a great thing to explore and just see how that works you know and how the people who do pay for that content respond to it and even you know how that also helps grow your content that's free too in the way of like you can contribute more back into that so yeah it's it's a value share i think yeah everybody and it's not necessarily you know when the intention it's all about the intention like the intention isn't to just i'm gonna do this to get rich it's more like you know you can offer a more serious curriculum and dive deeper into people who really really want to know that yep. and then yeah you know it, it's to essentially add more value to you and to a part of your audience that might want more like yeah far yeah. more insight. that's an interesting way to put it too mm -hmm. it's really about the intention behind it yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. that's huge <clears throat> yeah i like that <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> that's <clears throat> that's usually what a lot of the great teachings are about as well as that if the intentionality behind it is you know, pure service to others, yeah, it's yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, well, let's wrap. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> let's let's both close the show, wrap, and also wrap a little. Oh lord, okay. okay. Well, can you just can you just give me a beat? Uh, sure. Yeah, just give me a beat. Uh, enlightenment. What the fuck does it mean? You see. Enlightenment means that you awaken to the one infinite <laughs> creator. <laughs> you weren't even fucking up. I, your beat was fucking up. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hold on a sec. Let's do. Let's 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 sing. I like this. Ooh. Too. Okay. Better. It's like a dedicate yourself to truth young one to the direct path you shall find pierce the veil of your reality your reality what is it you will find and you will find that truth of god of source of the one infinite creator and you find it within you and the diamond on your neck, it is right there, on you, on you, on YouTube, <laughs> on you. You are already it, but you also must realize that you are. This is the enigma and the paradox. Enigma and the paradox. <laughs> I, love it. Ah. I love it. Oh, it's so cute. I love it. Was it was great. It was fun. It's good. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of strong ability between us on not only like the play frequency, mm -hmm. which is exceptional but it's also like the creative frequency of the like that content today oh just so fucking good. that was great that was good co-creation so fucking good mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. and also if you guys like that what is reality video and if mm -hmm. you like the creating with mariah you can find mariah's links in the bio below to her youtube channel and her instagram and you can also support simulation so we can continue doing cool things like 
getting Mariah on board to help us out. <laughs> and, and so there's a lot that we can do. Like this one piece of content on what is reality can lead us to a lot of other incredible potential, as we say in Rich Patrons and in High Level Perception, that we want to unlock the funding from the ultra high net worth families around the planet and have them be able to funnel it into solving the biggest challenges that are happening around the world in simulations one of those arms and we have many other teams across the planet that are doing incredible work tackling the biggest challenges and so join us join us you can find our links in the bio below to support us in that endeavor check us out check it out you check it are- out you okay. are it, Tatvam Asi. <laughs> okay. Satchitananda. I'm thirsty. Girl. What? <laughs> Girl. Girl. I'm thirsty. My, my, my water's running out. My water's you know? running out. I'm thirsty. You know, okay. I just. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. This was a dope round two. Yeah, great round two. I loved shit. it. Good shit. Good mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Some optimal stuff to the self-realizations too. That was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, much love. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Like the video. Share it with people that need to hear this type of stuff. Watch the What is Reality video. Links in the bio below. Watch episode one with Mariah as well. Links in the bio below. Go and build the future. Manifest your dreams into the world. Self-realize that diamond necklace that is already around your neck. We love you very much. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you soon. Amen. Peace. Bye. Okay, okay, okay. Artichoke. Artichoke.